Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today on a Sunday morning. So we pray today for Christian leaders often, and we pray for our churches. And I'd like to share a brief scripture that I found became very uh, fresh and alive to me here just this weekend that comes from the Complete Jewish Study Bible, which is a resource I use in my preparation for our trips to Israel, and has been rich to me to understand and uh, more and more of the Jewish culture. But it's, I've always wondered something about John the Baptist. What did Jesus mean when he said this? As the men were going away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. The, the disciples of John had just come to Jesus, and they'd asked, are you really the expected one, the one we should be looking for, the Messiah, or should we be looking to someone else? Not entirely sure why John felt this way, but I think it had something to do with they were expecting this messianic kingdom, and now here John was in prison. He had spoken up, he'd rebuked Herod for his adultery, and and uh, he'd thrown in prison, and it was not a pleasant experience he was having, and it wasn't maybe it wasn't fitting what he expected. This wasn't working out the way he thought it would. And indeed, haven't you been in that place before? Sometimes where you think that following Jesus is going to mean a certain thing, and it's not quite working out the way you thought. And here was John the Baptist languishing in a prison, and I don't know whether he was having doubts. That's kind of what I suspect, but I don't know. It's just he sent his disciples to find out. And Jesus said, gave him assurance that he really was the Messiah. He healed people, he healed the lame, the sick, the deaf, the blind, the dumb, and he said, go tell John what you've seen with your own eyes, and that will give John the assurance that I really am the Messiah. But then as the as his disciples were leaving, as the men were going away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to see in the what did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Those who wear soft clothing are in king's palaces. Now, something you should understand, John was baptizing out by the Jordan River. The people who came from Jerusalem, this was about an eight-hour walk. All right, can you imagine that? We don't walk that far these days. You know, we get in, we get in our car and drive if it's going to be that far. This was about an eight-hour walk through a kind of a deserted, a desert area. It may have been, if it was summertime, it would have been very hot, dry. And they walked all the way out there to the Jordan to, to see John, to hear John. And he's saying, what did you come out here to see, a reed? Indeed, there in the Jordan River, there would have been reeds around the, around the, um, the river, did you come out to see a guy dressed in soft clothing? I mean, here he wore camel, you know, clothing of camel's hair. If you wanted to see that, you would have gone to the king's palace. What did you go out to see? Well, he answers the question. But what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, and one who is more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. Behold, I send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. This is the prophecy given in, in the Old Testament, Isaiah, of the coming Messiah. 
and John the Baptist would be the one announcing his way. Still, I wonder, what is this thing about the reed? Did you go out to see a reed shaken in the wind? And it was helpful to me to find uh, one of the subnotes or one of the explanatory notes here in the in the in the book I'm referring to, the complete Jewish study Bible. I'd like to just read it to you because I can't say it better than he says. Can I just here we go? While speaking to the Jewish crowds about now he calls them Yohakan the Mercer or John the Baptist. He uses Hebrew words here. Yeshua or Jesus asked, What did you go out in the desert to see? A reed shaken, swaying in the breeze? There was a well-known parable during the first century Judaism known as the reed and the oak tree. According to the parable, a giant oak tree and a thin reed were both planted by the river. Whenever a storm came, the deep roots of the oak kept it firmly established, enabling it to withstand most winds. It could, however, be blown over by a wind of sufficient strength. There was nothing weak or compromising about the oak. The reed, on the other hand, would bend to the right and left, even with slight breezes. The conclusion of the story was that the oak, because of its refusal to compromise, could end up losing its life in the storm. But the reed, though it might survive, could only do so by continual bending. Yeshua was clearly pointing to this familiar Jewish story when he essentially asked, do you expect John to be a reed blowing in the wind? In other words, did you expect the prophet of God to be weak-kneed, compromiser? The Jews who heard this immediately understood what Yeshua was saying and asked no more questions. Oh my goodness, what a vivid illustration. And I ask you and I, what are we? Are we a reed blown here or there by every wind, just bending with the times, compromising to fit in? We can survive that way. Certainly the reed survived the storm, the, but the oak tree stood firm, strong, uncompromising, and, and it could withstand many a storm until it faced that place where it might be overthrown or it might be blown over. See, that's what was happening with John. I think Jesus, was, Jesus knew that John the Baptist's days were numbered. It's interesting when he quoted the, the evidences of the Messiah earlier in the chapter, go tell John, the blind see, the lame walk, the deaf hear, the dumb speak. There was one sign of the Messiah that Jesus, that he did not mention. He did not mention the prisoners will be set free. And here John was in prison. And I think Jesus was saying, you're that mighty oak tree. You're uncompromising. You stood strong against all the pressures all the storms, all the winds, but there might be one coming so strong it's about to take you down. And he was giving him praise for his courage, praise for his convictions, praise that even if he remained in prison, and even if he was never set free, and even if he had the worst fate imaginable, he could, he could know that he had stood firm as a non-compromising prophet of God and indeed, he would go to a prophet's reward. Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, 
we're inspired by people like John the Baptist. We're inspired to realize how when the storms came, he was not a compromiser. It's so easy, Father, to be a reed blown in the wind and to simply want to survive, to simply want to go with the times, to simply want to not create a, 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 a problem and not stand firm in the times in which we live. Father, I pray that you would raise up real prophets in our day, men and women who will be speaking your word with such confidence and courage and uncompromising faith that others will know where to come. Others will know that a prophet has been there. Others will know that they have a, a place where they can come to find truth no matter what goes on. And I pray, Lord, for our on this Sunday as we pray for our churches and our church leaders in, in our local churches and those in our country, how we pray, Lord, for they, them to be non-compromising and not reeds blown in the wind. I pray they'd be prophets, Lord, that you give us prophets. I pray, Lord, today especially, I want to lift up a prayer for the Southern Baptist Convention as they'll be meeting this week. And I know, Lord, that they've had contentious meetings in the past. This, this one may be the most contentious they've ever had. And I know, Lord, there's, there, uh, there's a real risk of this large denomination just splitting this week and uh, having a, just a tremendous degree of, of division. And I pray you'd bring peace, and I pray you'd bring truth, and I pray they'd submit to your word, your word without simply trying to be bend it to fit in with the culture of our day. I pray for them, Lord. I'm not a Southern Baptist, but I pray for our brethren, and I, and I thank you for the way they have often stood firm and led so many people to Christ. Help them to keep their mission in focus and be faithful to your word, we pray. I want to pray also, Lord, for our friends Monique and Bill as they travel this week, and I know as we share prayer requests here that you would give them safe travels in their journeys we ask for these things and bless you today. We give you this day for our churches to be filled with the joy and power and strength and grace and love of the Lord. We pray in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Isn't that awesome? You want to pray for me? Pray I'll be a mighty oak tree. I have often, you know, I, I, it's, it struck me so personally because I, have, I love trees. I don't hug them all, but I do love trees. And I'm often fascinated. I love uh, by big, strong trees. And I enjoy praying, walking by paths with big trees and praying. They inspire me. I ask God, make me like a big, strong, mighty tree. Make me fruitful, but make my roots go deep so that no matter what comes, I can withstand that. And to hear that that's really, this has been something in my heart for many, many, many years. And to see that in the scripture of John the Baptist, I never knew that till yesterday. And so pray for me to be like a mighty tree that no matter what winds blow my way, I'll be a non-compromiser. Amen. God bless you. I love you. Thanks you for joining with us. If you're new today, I hope you come regularly. We come here every day live at 830 in the morning, or you can watch later in the day or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher on online, any platform. I love you guys. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.